Now, with the latest from the world of technology, this is the Tech Guide Podcast with Stephen Fennick. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading once again. Tech Guide. Well, without a doubt, the biggest tech story of the week. Tech Guide. It's a very competitive market, the smartphone market. Keeping you updated and educated. This is a device that combines a tablet, a laptop, and a sketch pad. This is the Tech Guide Podcast. This is the future. Wireless earphones. Tech Guide. What you see is what you get. Quality is obvious. Now, from the studios of techguide.com.au, Stephen Fennick. Hello and welcome to Tech Guide, episode 261. You're listening to the podcast that keeps you updated and educated about the latest consumer tech news and reviews. Thanks for listening once again and thanks for downloading First-time listeners, we're glad you found Tech Guide. We hope you stick around and we hope you enjoy the show. My name is Stephen Fennick. I'm the editor of techguide.com.au. This week, we get behind the wheel of a Tesla electric car. Huawei Watch 2 is being, has been launched and has its own 4G SIM card and the app that can help your kids earn their pocket money and also learn lessons about money at the same time. In the Tech Guide reviews, we're going to check out the Elgato Eve Smart Home Accessories, the Energizer LED Headlight, and Apple has updated Apple Maps with transit information for more Australian cities. And we'll wrap things up with the Tech Guide help desk. And it's all brought to you by Netgear, Australia's number one brand of home Wi-Fi products, and Norton, the company to help keep you and your family safe online. A massive show for you, so we're just going to jump straight in. Well, we've just spent the past four days driving around in a Tesla Model S, not just any old Model S, the P100D, the top-of-the-line model. And I have to say, I'm a convert. Uh, it's the first time I've driven an electric car, but it won't be the last time. I, I so thoroughly enjoyed the experience. It was remarkable. The vehicle itself uh, is incredible. The fact that it just runs on electricity with a big a battery on board is also amazing. Uh, it hardly makes any noise because it's an electric battery. No emissions, of course. And you can charge it up. Uh, there's tra- uh, superchargers all around the place, as well as just through your own home's power. And uh, the the savings per year just on fuel alone uh, is is enough. The the car is uh, the Model S is what I drove, four door car, and uh, it is uh, the the moment you get into the car, it's the the thing that strikes you is the size of the massive screen in the in the central console. It it is it, it is the total control panel for the for the vehicle and. Apart from the screen, there's very little else. There are no other controls in the car. It's a very, very Spartan-looking car. So everything, it looks quite clean and minimal inside the car because all the controls are through that massive that massive touch screen that's in the central console, slightly angled towards the driver, of course. Uh, the, the, the that screen gives you navigation, connects your phone, gives you uh, your your music, your radio. You can have uh, normal uh, AM FM radio. There's also tune in radio on board, so you get you're getting it through the built in 3G SIM card. Each car has a SIM card uh, embedded. The car also has its own Spotify account. So every car comes with a free Spotify account as well. Uh, part of part of the deal of buying a car of that of that price, I think the Model S starts at about I think a hundred and hundred and five thousand uh, dollars. 
plus other other costs. Uh, and uh, yeah, so you think, yeah, chuck in a Spotify account for that that amount of money, that'd be a great idea. Well, you, you can also, that, that's the account you can listen to in the car, uh, as well as streaming your own music from your own services. You may have Apple Music or other streaming services on your phone that you can also listen to through the car. Now, the the driving experience, I have to say, it was incredible. And, and it was, so when you're sitting inside this car, not only is it impressive uh, in its design and the outside of the car looks magnificent, really sporty looking car, inside also very impressive. Uh, but when you when you actually to start the car, uh, you you don't need to put any keys in there. The key is actually in the shape of a car, so you just have to keep it in your car in your pocket. It'll know that when you're near the car, it'll unlock the doors. Uh, the handles pop out of the door, uh, so when when the car's locked, the handles go into the doors and they're flush with the outside of the car. But when you unlock it, the, the handles pop out, uh, and that, that that's incredible as well. So uh, when you got the key, the car will know you're around, open up, it'll unlock itself, and uh, you get in the car. You can, to start the car, all you need to do is press the brake pedal, and you'll see it's, it'll say zero kilometers an hour on the screen. That you're not moving, of course, that says zero. But that's all you hear. There's no engine sound. There's nothing. And then you just simply put it in together. There's no, there's no park brake either because this is an electric motor, and once it's off, it's off. It's not going to move. So there's no there's no parking brake, uh, and uh, once you put it into gear uh, and just hit the accelerator, you're off, and it silently moves off. the The only thing I heard while driving was like the wind passing over the, the through passing over the windows, and also over the totally glass roof. It has a glass. You can choose whether to have a, a glass roof or a glass sunroof. The difference being the sunroof opens. The other, if you had just choose the glass roof, it's like it's just a massive skylight for the car, which which, uh, which is pretty good. A lot of light comes in the car, even for the back. The back passengers have a lot of um, of that light as well. Uh, speaking of passengers, it is also quite a roomy car, room for five people, and uh, it, it uh, I did have five people in it, and it, it was uh, they all we all rode in comfort. It was amazing. Now, the experience of driving the car, uh, you, you apart from getting over the silence of the car, so you're not hearing any revving noises, there are no mufflers, of course, because this doesn't uh, have any exhaust, it doesn't have any emissions of any kind. The, uh, the, the performance of the car is, is truly remarkable. And to understand, uh, to, you really need to sit in the car and, and press, put your foot on the accelerator. And the, the car that I drove, the P100D, goes from 0 to 100 in 2.2 seconds. 0 to 100 kilometers an hour in 2.2 seconds. So when you when you press down the accelerator and, and get going, you give it a good squirt, uh, it, it's a similar feeling that you get when the plane is at the end of the of the taxiway and when when the pilot drops the hammer to take off. That's the feeling you get when this, this car goes really fast. Uh, and, and it goes fast, really quick. So it, there, there is. Uh, you really need to be careful that you don't get a ticket or uh, or cause any any damage there. But um, there is a mode of driving with the car. I, I didn't use this mode, but there is a mode uh, for the zero to to a hundred. If you want to really go even faster, there's a mode called ludicrous, and that is exactly what it would be. It would feel that way because you are literally leaping forward. Uh, in the car, firing forward at this amazing pace. And every single person who rode in the car commented about, whoa, they said, geez, that's powerful. 
So um, the reason the car could do that, and I'm no mechanic, the reason the car can do that is because it has electric motors. Now, electric motor, once you switch it on, it's on, so it's ready to go. A normal combustion engine needs to rev up and, and, and build up the power to get you to, to that speed. So it's not instantly going fast. It's building up to that. Whereas an electric motor is instantly on and it's going. That's why it's an instant torque. That's torque spelled T-O-R-Q-U-E. Straight away you're getting torque. So the, the, the gears are, are meeting and, and, and running and, and going at top speed straight away rather than a combustion engine which takes a bit of time to literally rev up to that speed. So that that is a distinct advantage there. I was uh, w- would have loved to have seen some young upstart in a in a, a WRX or something next to me, thinking looking down their nose at this electric car next to them and uh, wanting to drag race me. But that didn't happen. It would have been a quite a funny quite a funny uh, result there because they would have been super surprised at how quick this thing could go. Uh, the the it, because it's got electric uh, electric motors and the I had the dual drive which meant the motors were both in the back and front axles of the car the single drive I think the seventy five the entry level car Tesla Model S has a single engine single motor on the back axle you can then go the seventy five D which is dual drive so front and back motors and then I think the hundred is a, there's a hundred D so double uh, dual motor, and then there's a P100D, which is the top of the line, what I drove, which was like a brand new car that they let me drive for four days, worth about $255,000. So uh, it was it was true luxury and incredible performance all at the same time. Now, charging the car, I had the car and it had uh, it was it had 90% charge. So they, they set it so that the car could only charge 90%, just so the battery wouldn't. If you charge it 100% all the time, you may uh, the the charge cycles will reduce. Uh, that was their reasoning there. But the the 90 had 90% and range of that was about 615 kilometres. So there's no worry about being stranded anywhere because it's got terrific range. And uh, there are a lot of power, a lot of charging stations. There's there's some at the airport, uh, some at Tesla Motors, so t- Tesla dealers. The Tesla dealer at St. Leonard's here in Sydney is where I picked up the car from. They have six superchargers there, which can charge the car completely in an hour. If you were to charge it, I connected it to my home main. So I had a, I've got a power point uh, d- outside my house connected the extension cord and then connected it to the car. The the electric electric charge port is in the back left corner of the car. So you char you connect the plug and that trickle charge can take about eight to twelve hours to completely charge. I had it connected and only got about thirty percent charge in about in about fourteen hours. So uh, it's good I think to top up at home but get your get your your major power ups uh, from uh, superchargers. There are some in shopping centres, airport. Uh, the the plan is Tesla's going to build a whole um, chain of, of superchargers up and down the east coast. So if you're thinking of driving interstate, you can rest assured that there'll be a place to charge the car as well. Uh, the car has no radiator at the front because don't forget it doesn't have a combustion engine. So there's no exhaust pipe, no radiator. Does not need servicing. It's electric motor. There's only 17 moving parts in the whole car. A regular internal combustion engine car has more than 700 moving parts, hence the reason for servicing, oil changes, all this maintenance that you have to have on the car. But with the Tesla, no no services requ- servicing required. Uh, there are safety checks, of course, because it still has brakes. It still has tyres, so you do have to check those occasionally. 
but it, the, the, the amount of money you're going to save from not having to pour uh, hundreds of dollars worth of petrol every month, as well as the no servicing and all the other those other associated costs, wear and tear, uh, you're going to save a fair bit of money. It is a decent investment, though, first up. It's over $100,000, the Model S. They do have a Model X, uh, which is more an SUV, similar price range. But they are coming up with the Model 3, which is a more affordable electric car that we're not going to see probably until 2019. They're going to go into production in, in left-hand drive markets, of course, the bigger markets like the U.S., right-hand drive markets, not many of us around the world apart from England, uh, here in Australia. So we're a pretty low priority for to get the right-hand drives, but expect them in, in 2019, I've been told, so year after next. If you want to read more about my experience with the Tesla Model S and uh, some amazing photos as well, uh, the, the car is remarkable, you can check that story out at techguide.com.au. Tech Guide. Keeping you updated and educated. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennick. Okay, well, Huawei have just released the new Huawei Watch 2. Not the most imaginative name, but it is a very, very impressive product. Reason being, it's the first smartwatch available in Australia that has its own 4G SIM card. You heard that right. This has got its own SIM card, like your phone. Now, it's available through Vodafone uh, from August the 16th, so that's next week. And naturally, it's going to be compatible with Vodafone network. So being, I'm not sure if it's going to be locked to the Vodafone network. I'll need to, I can find that out in my review, which we'll be probably doing in the next week or two. Uh, but I imagine that the, the advantage of having its own SIM card is that it can operate without your phone. So if you need a connection to run apps, to uh, have that connection, to receive calls, messages, it can do that without your phone. Now, here's the thing, though. Your SIM card with the Watch 2 won't be the same as your phone SIM card. In Australia at the moment, it's not possible to have the same phone number on two SIM cards. So what we imagine will happen is that the your home your smartphone number, if you wanted to leave your phone behind and just take your watch, say for a run to the gym, wherever you wanted to go, then we imagine you'd be able to divert your smartphone number to the Huawei Watch 2's SIM card phone number. So that's how we would imagine getting your calls because, as I said, you can't have the same number on two SIM cards, not in Australia anyway. But uh, I'm hoping that changes so you can just have uh, the, the SIM card in, in both devices. You, if if your fo- the phone is with the watch, if you, you've got your phone and the watch on at the same time, phone will take priority. So naturally that SIM card will, uh, will react first. But if you don't have your phone within a certain radius, then the watch will ring. Uh, that, that's how I'd imagine it would work. That would be the ideal scenario for me. But uh, that's uh, I'll be checking all those features out when I do get my review device in the next few days. Uh, the watch itself is running Android Wear 2.0, and that integrates with Google Assistant. So you can actually talk to this watch, and it will give you answers. It's got a 1.2-inch circular face uh, covered with Corning Gorilla Glass, so it's protected. Also, IP68, water and dust resistant. 
So uh, you can take it anywhere. Take it for a swim. It is quite a stylish-looking watch, I have to say. It is. Uh, we've got that classic watch design, and, and does it look like a smartwatch? I think that's a good sign of a smartwatch. Is not looking like a smartwatch. It looks like a regular watch. There is also dual mic noise reduction. So if you're actually talking through the phone for phone calls, the experience is a lot clearer. Uh, good idea if you've got, seeing it's got its own SIM card where you can take calls on the run and still be heard. Uh, the antenna of the SIM card is actually part of the upper watch case. So that's the antenna of the watch is part of the upper case there. It's also got Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, GPS built in and NFC built in. So for Android Pay, uh, you'll be able to use it. It's also great for your training, keeping track of your steps, your distance traveled, speed, heart rate as well. Uh, and it, it, so that, that can take the place of your of your activity tracker. So the watch and activity tracker in one is possible with this. You can also add, uh, because it's got its own SIM connection, don't forget, You can, if you say you've got a music app on board, you can stream music to this thing. So if you've got Bluetooth earphones and, and, a, and a streaming app, uh, you're good to go. You can listen to your music on the fly. You also get your GPS information as well. So a really handy watch, sort of one of these these first sort of watches to sort of break out of the pack because it's got its own SIM card. So a really interesting feature that I think is going to attract a lot of customers. Huawei Watch 2, it's going to be priced at $599, uh, available from Vodafone stores, Vodafone stores on August the 16th. But stay tuned to Tech Guide for a full review of the watch. But if you want to take a look at it and check out those features, uh, see the images, the SIM card tray, it's pretty interesting. Check it out at techguide.com.au. Okay, here's a good uh, here's a good uh, good app for parents. If you've got yeah, young children and or even the kids themselves, if they're listening, here's an app for you as well. The uh, it's a new app from an Australian startup. It's called uh, the company's called Penny Box. I'm assuming the app's going to be called Penny Box as well. They've just been given a grant by the New South Wales government twenty five twenty five thousand dollars minimum viable product grant from the New South Wales government. Now this is a pocket money app. So what happens here is that parents and the ch- and their children work together and say a parent can propose a task and say right. Uh, if you mow the lawn, I'm going to give you $5. And then they enter this into the Penny Box app. So the child, if they do want to receive that money, has to uh, complete the chore. Uh, once that's done, the parent then deposits, well, puts puts $5 of value into the wallet. I'll explain that, how that in, in more in a sec. But if the child will look in their My Wallet section and see 5 bucks in there, and they think, great. Uh, you know, work equals money, and they, they see they see that dollar value in the app. Uh, what it also has, it's got a little mini syllabus uh, of lessons to teach the child things about uh, earning, saving, spending, budgeting. So it really increases their financial literacy. So it helps them become better savers, uh, better better budgeters. So they know that if I save up a certain amount of money, I can buy a certain thing. So it it teaches them a lesson as well as uh, as well as getting them some pocket money. I, I, I in my story I say they can earn and learn at the same time. So that helps them it helps them uh, get the concept that okay I want I want to earn some money. I need to do some jobs around the house to earn that money. So that's a good lesson right there off the top. So when the task is completed, as I said, the My Wallet section of the app then reflects the dollar value that was agreed on. Uh, so what happens then is the uh, the child, say the child wants to withdraw the money. They say, right, I'd like to cash out some of this money. I want to go buy something. 
the parent can then, they can both access the same account and they say, right, we'll take it out of your wallet. And the parent then gives that um, that amount of money to the child in cash. So what's in the app is is their virtual amount. So it's not real it's not real money to begin with. It's it's their balance. But you don't even need to connect a bank account. Uh, it's a free app as well. So the money that's in the app is a like a marker for the child. They know that okay, this is how much that I'm going to get when I want to when I can withdraw it. So when it is time to withdraw it, the parent then says, hey, okay, here's your money. So at the same time, though, uh, the the parent can uh, they can access the account using a pin code, so they can view their budgeting and spending patterns. So uh, again, this whole lesson about managing your money properly, not spending it all at once, keeping a little aside for something for something else or uh, something you might be saving for, something you've got your eye on. Uh, and at the same time, then the app takes the child through this built-in syllabus of these financial lessons, so they become better savers. Uh, and and can spend money wisely. Uh, really good idea, Pennybox. The good thing is it's an it's an Australian startup, so good to see our Australian startups doing really well. Pennybox. It's in beta testing at the moment, uh, and a pa- parents a, a group of parents have been invited to test the new app uh, to 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 put it through its paces. But a really good idea uh, developed by a, a couple of entrepreneurs. One is a former equity analyst, and the other a former Google education team lead. So uh, some combination of some pretty smart people there have come up with a really interesting app called Penny Box. Currently in beta testing, but it will be free on both iOS and Android. And as we mentioned, it does not require a linked bank account. So uh, keep an eye out for that. Penny Box. If you want to read more about that, check it out at techguide.com.au. Tech Guide. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennick. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly sponsored by Netgear, Australia's number one Wi-Fi brand. And they've introduced Orbi, the world's first tri-band Wi-Fi system. Orbi gives you reliable, secure, and super-fast Wi-Fi to every inch of your home. That's right, everywhere. No more dead zones upstairs, no drop connections through walls, just better Wi-Fi across the board. Orbi reaches up to 370 square metres through Wi-Fi barriers like walls, stairs and doors. With a dedicated internet connection, Orbi helps prevent buffering while streaming your favourite movies and shows. No matter how many devices are connected, you have ultra-fast Wi-Fi speeds. The Orbi tri-band Wi-Fi system works with your existing modem to make Maximise the speed you're already paying for. Orbi's sleek design and state-of-the-art technology steals the show. It gives your home a superior Wi-Fi network that's both easy to set up and elegant to display. With just a couple of clicks, your secure Wi-Fi network will be ready in no time. For more information, visit netgear.com.au. Orbi, better Wi-Fi everywhere. Tech guy. Now. A Tech Guide Review with Stephen Fennig. Tech Guide. First up in the Tech Guide Reviews for this week, we are talking about Elgato's Eve range of product. The company's Elgato. The products are called Eve. Uh, they're smart home accessories. Now, these are small products that work together in your home. And what I like about these is the fact that they uh, give you a good starting point. A lot of people think they want to create a smart home but don't know where to start. With Eve, it allows you to choose uh, one, two, three, you, depending on how, how you want to start. You can start off with one Elgato Eve accessory 
and then build upon it uh, further down the track. Uh, there are six items, six Eve accessories. The first is the Eve Energy. So that's a, that's a switch that you can, uh, the device that's connected to the switch can be turned on and off remotely using the Eve app or Apple's HomeKit. Apple's HomeKit puts all of your HomeKit compatible devices in one app and not necessarily all from the same brand. So it is a great point that you know you've got a complete overview of the smart products in your home. Uh, the other product is the Eve Wireless Room Sensor. So this can tell you three things, room temperature, humidity, and air quality. Next up, there's the Eve Degree, which is it displays the current temperature. So there's a little uh, LCD display on the front, uh, and that can also be tracked within the Eve app. There's an Eve Motion Sensor, so it can detect movement uh, inside or out, whether you're entering a room, exiting a room. Uh, and that also links back to the app as well. Eve door and window sensor. So you can place the two sensors, which can then detect whether a door has been opened or a window has been opened and closed again. So you can see the current state of that door, as well as the times it was open and closed. The other is the uh, Eve outdoor weather sensor. So that can give you a, a little mini weather station. So sense temperature, humidity, air pressure. So uh, knowing the air pressure knows whether you th- the, the weather's getting better, worse, going to rain or not. Uh, and they all work together. So what I like about this is, first of all, the ease of setup. Now, setting these products up is as simple as putting the battery in, uh, inside and turning on the Eve app or the HomeKit app, hitting the Add Accessory uh, option, and then it will detect the device straight away. And then on the side of the device is a, is a, a little uh, numerical code that then you, the next thing you'll see, whether you're using HomeKit or the Eve app, is your camera suddenly acts, uh, suddenly visible. And then all you need to do is aim the camera at the code on the side of the product, and it's paired to your network. And then all you need to do from there is assign the room that it's in. So you may have uh, this product in your kitchen, another product in your home office. So you choose the room where it's located, give it a name if you want to change the name and personalize a little bit more, and you're done. That's as easy as that. Now, when all these devices are working together, now, it's one thing to know the temperature in your room and know if somebody's moved or have an electric switch. But the beauty of all that is they all work together. So you can use that information to, to automate various scenarios. I'll give you an example. If you detect, for example, you may have a motion sensor and a switch. You may have it set up so that if you, in your, in your office, for example, you walk past that motion sensor and tell it to turn on the switch when it detects motion. So one action leads to the other. So you walking past the motion sensor may activate your switch and that turns on your lamp on your desk. So you don't have to do anything. All you need to do is walk in the room, detects that you're there, turns the lamp on. Now, because it's HomeKit compatible, it's also Siri compatible. So you can actually talk to the talk to these products. So you may say, turn Eve Energy in the home office on, and it'll turn it on. Similarly, you can ask it to turn it off or set various scenarios that trigger these actions. For example, you may say to Eve, I'm home, and it will turn on the switch in your house that the lamp's connected to, or the toaster's connected to, or the coffee machine's connected to, your choice. But you can see how they combine to create these scenarios. The room sensor, for example, or the Eve degree, it it knows the temperature. You may say that when the the room temperature ever hits 24 degrees, turn on the fan. And which is connected to the nearby switch. 
So these scenarios build together. There's also geofence scenarios as well. So once it detects your home, it may turn lights on or turn appliances on that you that you set beforehand. So it's a really nice ecosystem of products that work really well together, really easy to connect and and provide these great automated results. And there are so many different combinations. You can set timers, uh, use your voice. So you can say another example is, I'm leaving. That that phrase will trigger all your lights to turn off and all your appliances to shut off as well. Uh, so there's a lot, lot of things you can look at there, a lot of scenarios that are possible uh, just to make your life a little bit easier. Uh, and, and you can then look inside the Eve app which for more detailed information about every product. The energy switch, by the way, not only can turn stuff on and off, but it can also tell you how much energy the device connected to it happens to be using. In this era where energy is quite expensive, if we can reduce the amount of energy a product uses by using it smarter, then we can save money in the long term as well. The Eve Elgato range of products uh, I've reviewed them all on Tech Guide, and uh, it, it, it gives you my story gives you a really good overview of the products, what they can do, and how they can work together. And and, and as I said, the, the beauty of the system is the fact that you can buy one or two, and then build on it as you go. Uh, they connect really easy to your wireless network, work really well through the app, whether it's Eve app or HomeKit. So uh, really nice starting point if you're interested in creating a smart home scenario. If you want to read our complete review, you can check that out at techguide.com.au. Tech Guide. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Finnick. This next product, uh, I'm a fan of this next product. It's, uh, it's, it's a, uh, I'm just going to describe it as a headlight. It is exactly that. It's from Energizer. It's called the Vision LED Headlight. They've just released a new range of four LED headlights. And headlights, we're not talking about the headlights on your car. We're talking about a light you can wear on your head. It's got a strap. You can wear it on your head. You do look a bit of a goose when you're doing it. But if you need to work hands-free and still light up what you're looking at or working on or where you are, then this is a great choice. Now, it is there are four models available. There's an 80 lumens. Lumens is a, a figure of uh, a unit of brightness. So the higher the lumens, the brighter it is. They start at 80 lumens for the Vision. Vision HD is 150 lumens. Vision HD Plus is 200 lumens. And the Vision HD Plus Focus is a whopping 250 lumens, and that lights up quite an area. Has a range, the 250 lumens has a range, the light has a range of 80 meters. So you can imagine you're in the backyard or hiking or wherever you happen to be, you're going to light up whatever's around you. Now, what they all have in common is a comfortable wide headband, and the electric, the, the light unit itself is actually quite lightweight, so it's not, uh, it's not too uncomfortable to wear, even for a long time. And, and it's useful. You think about the many uses you, where you need to have your hands free and, and a light on what you're doing. How many times have you tried to put a torch in between your teeth and, and light up something, what you're doing, just to have your hands free? Well, those days are over. The Energizer headlight can help you out here. So really handy for tasks. How I use it, I've got a, I've got a really dark storage area under the stairs. There is a light there, but the light doesn't reach around the corner and in the, into the corners of the of that storage area. So wearing the headlight, 
uh, allowed me to have my hands free for a start, but also light everything up in there so I can see exactly what's in there, exactly what I need to find and retrieve it. Another thing it's handy for that I used it for is also when I need to walk, I've got a shed in my backyard. So walking out to that at night, there are no lights in there and uh, I'm walking across the backyard in the dark. I do want to illuminate what's around me uh, and uh, hint, hint, I've got two dogs as well and I don't want to be stepping on any landmines, if you know what I mean. I want to be able to see where I'm walking and then see inside the shed as well. Another way I found it also was uh, I'm often uh, connecting and disconnecting sources in my on my home theatre rack or in my entertainment unit for all various products I need to review and other things I'm trying out. And it, it is pretty hard to sort of see around the back of those of the sources, the equipment, and see the cable connections and ports and where things have to go. Uh, rather than having that torch between my teeth, the Energizer headlight came in really handy to illuminate everything I need to look at and uh, also keep my hands free at the same time. Now, these headlights also have different light modes. They have a spotlight, they have a, a floodlight, so there's two modes there. So if you want to focus in on one area, you can. If you want to have it as a wider spotlight, you can as well. The other uses I should point out for the headlight is not just if you want to be using it around the house, but you can, you can take this like on, on your bike. You could be using it, if you're a cyclist, this could be literally a headlight. Uh, if you're fishing at night or hiking, camping, really handy light to have around, can really light up everything around you. So really useful, not only in the home, but also out of the home as well. Now, the uh, the headlights start at $19.99. That's for the Vision. That's the 80 lumens. $24.99 for the Vision HD, 150 lumens. $37.99 for the Vision HD Plus. That's 200 lumens. And $48.99 for the Vision HD Plus Focus. That's 250 lumens. Now, uh, the focus means the headlight has what they call a digital focus. So you can focus or expand the beam just with the touch of the button. And if when you turn it off, it remembers the focus setting. So uh, if you're not looking, if you haven't changed it, you want the same focus setting, it'll, it'll come back exactly how it was when you turned it off. The Energizer LED headlights, the Vision LED headlights, four in the range. If you want to check them out, you can see them at techguide.com.au. Now, we've all heard of Apple Maps. They've been around for quite a long time. But the latest development, and this was introduced in Australia uh, months ago, I think it was late last year even, were transit directions for Australian cities. Sydney and Melbourne were the first two cities to receive them. But joining the club is now Brisbane and Perth. So what this means is that Apple Maps, if you are a commuter or maybe even a tourist, you can see if you want to get from point A to point B and there's public transport involved, it gives you not only the timetable, so it lets you know how soon a bus is going to be arriving or a train's going to be arriving. It'll tell you where to catch the bus, what side of the road you need to be, where the entrance and exits are at the train stations as well. So all really specific information to view your public transport options. So if you're a commuter uh, or a tourist in any of these cities, uh, there's more than 300 cities around the world that uh, offers that Apple has Apple, Trans Apple Maps transit information uh, and more, two more in Australia, Brisbane and Perth, joining Sydney and Melbourne. So if you uh, want to get around, it really gives you that pinpoint accuracy in terms of knowing what side the the train station entrance is. These little details can really help help you get along on your journey a lot faster, especially if you're new to that city, if you're a tourist 
or maybe taking a, 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 a route for the first time in a particular city or first time you've caught a particular bus or train, this does help you along the way. It helps you know you'll know exactly where, what time the train or bus is arriving and it'll also give you an idea of when you are going to get to your destination. It'll give you a bit of an ETA, some Anista time of arrival as well. So plenty of features there to look at. Uh, if you are catching trains or buses, I think it's an essential to have this in your pocket. And if, you, if you're a tourist, if you're in a city, where, and chances are there's more than 300 of them around, transit information for all these major cities in the US and Europe and all around the place, if you're a tourist in that city, Apple Maps could be your personal guide, your travel guide as well. If you want to read more about Apple's transit maps, you can check that out, techguide.com.au. Keeping you updated and educated. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fenning. Tech Guide. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly sponsored by Norton, the company that helps keep you and your family safe online. There's lots of valuable stuff stored on your computer, family photos, videos, tax and important work documents. Well, what would you do? How would you feel if all of a sudden they were gone? If they are encrypted and impossible to get even retrieve from your computer, well, that's there is called ransomware. That's a malware that locks you out of your own files and then demands a payment, or you will lose access to them forever. That, unfortunately, ransomware is on the rise here in Australia. In fact, Australia is now the most targeted country for ransomware in the Southern Hemisphere. So we need to be careful out there. One way we can do it is with Norton Security Premium. It's a powerful internet security solution that can help keep you safe from ransomware, including the recent WannaCry ransomware. By blocking dangerous files, warning you against dodgy files, uh, links before you click, and also backing up files from your PC to the cloud so you'll have a copy if anything goes wrong. To learn more about how to protect your online life, visit au.norton.com. Answering all your tech questions, the Tech Guide Help Desk. Our Help Desk, uh, I had an interesting question from a reader asking me, uh, oh, they have a TV, they've got a receiver, speakers, everything set up, but no aerial to watch free-to-air TV. And he asked the question, how could I watch free-to-air TV in this room, no aerial connection, uh, nothing to nothing to connect an aerial to? So I thought long and hard about this, and I thought, well, you could try maybe an indoor antenna. There's some digital antennas that work like the old rabbit ears on your TV. But then I thought of another idea, and this would work really well. I suggested to use the Freeview app on your smartphone or tablet and then use a Chromecast to cast from the app to your television. So you connect the Chromecast to your TV or your receiver, whatever your input is, and you can then cast from the Freeview app any particular program that you want to watch. Uh, Freeview channels are all on Freeview. Great app, by the way. Freeview is a terrific app to catch up with all your TV, not only your live TV, but catch-up TV. So definitely worth a look there. Uh, the other question I had was uh, from a gentleman who has Ethernet ports built in his home. All around his house, he's got an Ethernet port. So what that is, is means there's a plate on the wall, and rather than have it relying on Wi-Fi, you simply connect the cable into the Ethernet port, then into the back of the TV or the gaming console or the computer, whatever you happen to be using, and you're connected to the Internet. Uh, this gentleman said that uh, he only one Ethernet port worked at any one time which I thought was a little strange. Usually all of these Ethernet ports and all these cables, they terminate in one place. That means they all lead back to one point. 
Now, what I suggested was he find that termination point where they all lead back and connect it either to a switch. So all four, it says there's four switches in the four ports in the house. There'll be four cables coming back to somewhere. So I suggested having a switch and then connecting that switch to the router so that all four ports are connected around the home. He was saying that only one worked at a time, which I found really strange because probably there's only one there's only one termination point or one cable at the termination point where they need if there are four ports you need four cord cables to connect to the internet. Uh, sounds easier than than maybe that I've made it out to be, but I'm not at his house and I haven't seen it. I'm ba- just based on what he said in his email. I think that that's probably the easiest solution. Find the termination point. So where all those cables lead back to? Is it near a modem? Is it near his NBN box? Find that point and connect that point to the internet uh, using a modem, uh, a router, whatever happens to be at your disposal. Uh, if you want to send those questions in, by the way, we love receiving them, info at techguide.com.au. And we're also going to try something a little different with the help desk. Now, I'm the co-founder of an app called VoiceBite. That's Byte spelled B-Y-T-E. And we will accept your help desk questions through the VoiceBite app. The VoiceBite app lets you record a 15-second VoiceBite so that you can ask your question or, uh, or comment. And you can record it through the VoiceBite app. Then you need, all you need to do is then have the hashtag AskSteven in the clip title and then simply slide to broadcast and I'll be able to download those to play on the Tech Guide podcast. Now, if you're listening to this, download the VoiceBite app to get you started. I'm going to award a prize every week to the best VoiceBite that I receive. So something, a decent little prize once a week to the best VoiceBite that I receive. Uh, which I'll, I will play the best selection on each week on the Tech Guide podcast. So get the, get downloading VoiceBite. It's a free app for iOS and Android devices. It allows you to record 15 seconds of audio to share on social media, privately, locally, but also you can send your questions and content to TV and radio stations as well as to podcasters like myself. So if you want to get involved in the show, we'd love to hear from you. So download VoiceBite today on iOS and Android, and hopefully you'll be hearing yourself on the show next week. We've reached the end of our show. That is the full-time siren. You can read about everything that we've uh, spoken about, of course, at our website, techguide.com.au. And if you want to get in touch with us, you can email us, info at techguide.com.au, or try our VoiceBite app. I'm the co-founder of this app, so naturally I think it's brilliant. VoiceBite, that's voice and B-Y-T-E, iOS and Android, it's free. Record your question, comment, uh, put the hashtag AskSteven in the clip title and slide to broadcast, and I will hear you, and you will, your voice will be heard on the Tech Guide podcast. We'd love to have you as part of the show. We want to give a special shout-out, too, to our sponsors, Netgear, the brand you can trust for all your Wi-Fi needs, and also Norton, the company that can help keep you, your family, and your devices safe online. Thanks again for listening. We look forward to you joining us again next week. So until then, stay safe and stay connected.